0: Uh, I hope you're doing well this morning. Uh, if you have just joined us online or you're watching um, to, or listening to this recording at a later time as a recording, then uh, just really glad you're here. Uh, if you want to connect with our church community, there's details on how to do that on our website. So just go to uh, thebillabong.org.au. That'll pop up on the screen in a minute, uh, thebillabong.org.au. Last week I introduced a theme. Ooh. That was that was me. A theme that we'll be focusing on for the next month from John chapter fifteen. Um, this is not really just a, a sort of a, like a sermon theme, though. It's a really want it to be, and believe it is more than that. Um, I see this as a journey for. We good? Yeah, a journey for us to take together each and every day, learning together um, uh, in a very unique and disruptive time to remain in Jesus. So if we can go to those sermon slides, Martin, I'm just going to give a quick summary of, uh, of what I shared last week. Jesus, uh, first of all, says he's the true vine. Uh, which in the context uh, for first century Jews means he's replacing uh, everything they used to connect themselves to. And so that first point, if we go to the next slide, was that Jesus is the true vine. Um, uh, And Martin will will get that up in just a second. We can just go back to the camera if you want, Martin, in the meantime. Um, Jesus was basically saying, there we go, he's the true vine. Uh, He alone is our source of life. Um, he's the vine we connect ourselves to, not alongside others but exclusively, and uh, we remain in his love, we remain in his Word. We, that's intimacy with Him and absorbing the Word of God. And then, last but not least, one of the things that's most likely to stop us, one of the biggest hurdles, is whether we really believe this is true, because it can take time for that to sink in. It's not easy, it's a substantial mind shift to really believe that Jesus could alone be sufficient for us. Um, my hope is that during the month of May, we will uh, practice remaining or abiding in his love and in his word. We'll discover the truth of Jesus' claim that he really will bear good fruit through us uh, when we remain in him and and only when we remain in him alone. Today what I want to do is focus uh, specifically on one key aspect from John chapter 15 Now, Aaron is going to read this for us. He's pre-recorded the Bible reading for us, uh, along with an earlier passage from John's Gospel in John 10, which ties in with the same topic for today. So with any luck, we'll now hear the Bible reading from Aaron.
1: The first reading is from John chapter 15, verse 10. When you obey my commandments, you remain in my love, just as I obey my Father's commandments and remain in His love next, from John chapter 10, starting with verse 1 to 5. I tell you the truth. Anyone who sneaks over the wall of a sheepfold, rather than going through the gate, must surely be a thief or a robber. But the one who enters through the gate is the shepherd of the sheep. The gatekeeper opens the gate for him, and the sheep recognize his voice and come to him. He calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. After he has gathered his own flock, he walks ahead of them, and they follow him, because they know his voice. They won't follow a stranger. They will run from him, because they don't know his voice. And then verse 14 to 16. I am the good shepherd. I know my sheep, and they know me. This is my father knows me, and I know the father. So I sacrifice my life for the sheep. I have other sheep too, that are not in this sheepfold, and must bring them also. They will listen to my voice, and there will be one flock and one shepherd. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God.
0: Thanks be to God. Let's pray. Father, thank you so much for this opportunity to open your word and to hear what you want to say to us. God, you are a God who speaks to us purposely and personally. You are not silent. You have something that you want us to hear today, so help us this morning to recognize your voice in Jesus' name, Amen. Something I've been repeating uh, in the last month or so uh, quite often is that I believe God really wants to reveal Himself to us in the midst of this COVID nineteen situation. He wants us to know Him. He wants us. To, he wants to break down false perceptions that we might have of of his character, of his heart. We all have them. We've all developed a perception of God, which isn't quite who he really is. And he wants us to get to know him, to remain in Jesus or to remain in his love and in his word. It's it's personal. It's to know him more and more. Now, let's say I want uh, Clayton over here. Uh, Clayton, yep. Clayton's, uh, thank you for drumming for us, Clayton. Let's say I want Clayton to get to know me a little more right now. Let's just pretend that I've never met him before, and uh, so I'm going to introduce myself to him, okay? Very simple. Let's give it a try. Clayton?
1: Hi Hannah. Yeah, Hi, it was really was good, us? wasn't it? How was your week? Yeah, I it was know, pretty like, good. Oh, yeah. did it you was get like up to? perfect. It was um, so well done. I really, really enjoyed it. It was great. Oh, yeah, uni yeah, online so annoying. Yeah. Assignments as Okay, well, now
0: really. let's just stop. That didn't go too all well, right. Now I did turn my microphone off just to emphasize the point. But what was the issue? If you're here in the room, I think you could probably hear some of it. There were too many other voices drowning out my voice. Silly illustration in one sense, but this is kind of what it's like when it comes to getting to know God. If we're going to get to know who God really is, well, that happens first and foremost through hearing him speak. But lots and lots of other voices do tend to drown his voice out, whether they're voices that are, that are actively trying to distract from God or whether they're just voices that are unintentionally getting in the way. Um, either way, other voices can drown out God's voice. So what I want to speak briefly today about is this. Do we recognize God's voice? Do we recognize God's voice? Jesus says... When you obey my commandments, you remain in my love. Uh, He actually also says a few verses earlier, when you remain in me and my words remain in you, you can then ask whatever you want and it will be granted. Quite a a profound thing to say. Here's what he's saying though. When what I say, when what Jesus says is naturally and securely inside you, then the partnership between us, Jesus says, the relationship will be so strong that our desires will be aligned. Think about uh, what you desire most right now. Maybe it's to go out for dinner. (laughs) Maybe it's something much deeper than that. Maybe what you desire most right now is is something really long-term about your future or your family. Maybe you've prayed for that. Maybe you haven't. But whatever it is, does God just give us everything we want? Well, I believe the answer is not yes and it's not no. Uh, it's sort of, it depends, is the answer. If we have let his voice become so familiar to us, that if we've let his words so deep into our spirit, then everything we want will be what he wants too. And so he's going to grant it to us when we ask. Imagine praying and every single prayer you pray is answered. You know, that's actually possible. The only catch is that when we listen closely to him, when we let his words remain in us, he actually will shift what we want. He will shift the desires of our heart. But when that happens, he will then give us what we ask for because our will will be aligned with his. This is why Jesus says, I have told you these things so that you will be filled with my joy. Yes, your joy will overflow. I don't know anyone who doesn't want that, to be filled with joy and then their joy, your joy just overflowing. But notice what Jesus says. He says it all starts with hearing his voice. And that means we must be able to identify his voice, actually recognize his voice among others. So let's try this experiment again. I'm, I'm going to say something to Clayton about myself. Um, and there'll be lots of other voices. These guys are going to have a nice little conversation over the top. But because he knows what my voice sounds like, because he's familiar with it, he should be able to kind of just block out the other voices in the room to some extent and hear what I'm saying. And theoretically, I won't have to shout or raise my voice too much or anything uh, like that. Okay, so are we ready everyone? We'll, uh, we'll we'll give this another try. Okay. One, two, three.
1: Hey Michael, Clayton. what are you doing this weekend? I, How's truffle my going name's in isolation? husband tomorrow maybe I'm a pastor. Oh, okay, awesome Where, where should we go? I appreciate do, you drumming. Do you want for to go up to the morning. hills?
0: Okay, what did I say, Clayton? Cool, he's he's got it, and that I appreciate him drumming this morning. I think you all heard that on the video camera as well. But because Clayton, there was all sorts of other voices. Now, do you have any idea what they were saying? No, because you weren't tuning into those. But as Clayton tuned into my voice, because he recognized it, he could understand it, then he was able to block everything else out. This is what Jesus talked to his disciples about five chapters earlier than John 15, where he said, I'm the vine. In in John chapter 10, he said to them, I am the good shepherd. And that his sheep identify, recognize, and hear his voice. Others will come and try and lure them. But because they can identify his voice, they know which one to tune into, uh, which one to follow. What Jesus didn't say was, I'll get rid of all the other voices. I'll just kind of shut them up so that you can only hear me. And he also didn't say, I'll raise my voice so loud that uh, you'll you'll only be able to hear mine because I'll drown all the rest of them out. What he says is, learn to recognize my voice. And I, I think this is something that we really need to realize as followers of Jesus is so important there will always be a myriad of voices trying to get our attention but can we identify Jesus voice in the middle of all of the other noise I believe this is one of the most important questions to ask ourselves because to experience joy and see good fruit in our lives we must obey what Jesus asks of us And to obey him, we must hear what he says. And to hear what he says, we must recognize his voice, the voice of the Good Shepherd. If we don't start with recognizing his voice, then that joy will be impossible. All I want to do today is is share a few simple ways that I'm learning, and I'm by no means some expert or professional Christian in, in any sense, but this is just what I'm learning, a few simple ways To recognize his voice, especially in times of chaos and craziness like the one that we're living through at present. The first is to look for the nudges. Some wise people taught me a number of years ago uh, that the best way we can learn to recognize when God is speaking is not to look for the thus saith the Lord times when God is sort of speaking super clearly and, and, and like writing in the in the clouds, in the sky kind of thing, but the little things that simply get our attention. You might call them nudges. You might call them hmm, moments. Where you just stop and think for a second. Some people call them kairos moments. Kairos being the Greek word for time, um, or or not, not chronological time, but like a time or an event, a special happening where maybe the kingdom of God is just breaking through a little bit. But here's the thing God doesn't like speak in nudges. Completely. Like, that's not all he says. Can you imagine that if your whole mode of communication with your spouse or someone you loved or a a brother or sister was just in nudges to get their attention? Like, if I, let's try that, okay? I'm going to try and communicate now with Martha. That would just get really annoying really quickly, right? So God doesn't just speak in nudges and that's all he ever says. Nudge, 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 nudge. That wouldn't be very effective. He gets our attention through moments, nudges, little things that make us stop and think so that we can then stop and do what the boy Samuel did. We can stop and say, okay, God, I'm listening. Nudges are just that little beginning point maybe as we we think a little on the thing that got our attention we realize then god might be saying oh yeah i think you were trying to teach me something through that or or um there's something i see you're trying to show me here god can you help me understand that a bit more but it starts with noticing it starts with stopping and praying stopping talking it through with a friend or mentor which will come to in a sec where we, when we notice something that God might be getting our attention on, we have to stop and then reflect, pray. So where is God getting your attention right now? Maybe it's a thought that's gone through your mind a couple of times in, in the last couple of weeks or, or about something you could do or something that could sort of shift in your life, but you've, you've just brushed it off. Uh, Maybe this COVID-19 situation itself is for, for you guys. I don't know if it's the same for you as it is for me, but maybe this whole situation is that nudge for God to go, okay, how are you going in your relationships with others or your relationships with me? Because this situation highlights a lot of things. That's certainly been the case for me in a whole range of ways with regards to my personal time with Him, with uh, family life, with where my personal and work priorities lie, and I'm going to share a little of that with you in a minute. Beyond the nudges though, or the ways God gets our attention, here's what else I've found when it comes to uh, recognizing His voice, and that's that familiarity brings more familiarity. It's probably a shorter and simpler way to say that, but what I mean is that the more familiar we become with his voice, the more we're able to recognize it, and we become even more familiar as we go on. I found it particularly hard in these last few weeks to hear God, if I'm honest. But something I realized this week was that I could think through the ways God's got my attention, the nudges, the thoughts, the, the, the moments when it might have been God speaking, and say... Oh, yeah, that one's familiar. That one sounds like actually God speaking. Those other ones probably just my thoughts. But because I've heard him say that before, I've heard that tone before. And, of course, this is why familiarity with the Scriptures is so key. But his voice is also personal. And the longer we walk with him, the more familiar we become with the ways he gets our attention personally. And so that familiarity brings more familiarity. Don't be discouraged by this, though, if you're only just learning to recognize his voice. Be encouraged that as you listen, you'll become more familiar and more familiar with the tone of his voice, the inflections in his voice, what his voice sounds like, and you will recognize him more easily. Third one is don't listen alone. You know, we're not meant to follow the Good Shepherd as a lone sheep. In particular, when we get a nudge, when we begin to hear him speak, but need to hear more clearly what he's saying, so often what that requires is wisdom, the wisdom and insight of shared perspectives from other brothers and sisters in Christ. And that includes mentors, of course, uh, those who are more familiar with the voice of the Good Shepherd than we are, At our point in the journey. Mentors who can help us get clarity, who can draw on their familiarity with God's voice as well. But also just our peers, young, old, mature and immature Christians as if there's really any such thing. How many of you parents have ever had one of your kids help you hear God more clearly? I'm, I'm betting there's a bunch of people who would agree that that has happened. Fourth, uh, listen for a whisper, not a shout. This is a different point too, just watching out for nudges. In fact, even when we notice the nudge that God uh, gives us or are familiar with his voice, uh, and when we're listening to others as well and listening with others, we still need to listen uh, for a whisper because we can miss with what he's saying if we're trying to look out for a loud voice, one where he's just, you know, trying to drown everything else out like we said before God speaks in whispers and that means we often need a change in our surroundings so we're going to illustrate this uh, again uh, I'm gonna say something don't know what yet I'm gonna say something and we'll see we'll see what you can hear okay so here we go one two three four so, uh, God loves. Okay, now I don't know how that came through. Peter's on the sound desk over there, but my guess is that you struggled to hear me just then. Fair enough, Peter. They would have struggled to hear me just then. I was speaking normally, like I've been speaking the rest of this time. But when there's a lot of noise going around, around, and you sound great, guys. It's not noise; it's music. I'm, 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 I'm credit for that. Um, But when there's a lot of noise around us and it's turned up too loud, it's no good trying to hear God. We live in the noisiest era the world has ever seen. I mean, this is hands down the most challenging thing for me. And I'm sure many of you would agree that blocking out or turning down all of the other noise, the phone, the email, the social media stuff to do things to think about demands, deadlines, etc., etc., Etc. But this is a must if we're going to hear God. We need to turn everything else down enough that we can hear Him whisper. One person once said that, "Why why does God whisper? Not because He just wants to make it hard for us to hear. He whispers because He's close. If you have committed your life to your life to Jesus, the Holy Spirit." God himself is as close to you as could possibly even be possible. He's close to you. And so he whispers. He doesn't shout at you. He whispers. One final point to share is, uh, is this. Be open to what you don't want to hear. Now, one Bible college teacher gave his students a questionnaire which showed that uh, they essentially believed this. They essentially believed that Jesus was just like them that what God wants is essentially what they want, Uh, that their image of God is really an image of themselves. and, and So it's so easy to hear God say something but think, well, that's not what I want to hear. That's not going to help me. That doesn't seem good to me. And so we tune it out thinking, well, that can't be God. I mean, God is for me, right? But I believe that if we continue to lean into those nudges, those whispers will realize that what he is saying is ultimately for our good and ultimately to bring us joy. But Jesus also said in John 15 you know that we will be pruned, trimmed back, that the dead wood in our lives would be cut off. And so it's not always easy at first. However, the long-term goal that God has for us, the thing he wants for us, is to bring us joy. Let me finish by sharing a little about my last few weeks. I mentioned last week that this topic of remaining in Jesus and John chapter 15 has been on my mind for many months. But especially as this coronavirus situation has, has continued, it's, um, it's probably been my, my greatest challenge to stay close and connected to Jesus and hear his voice. What I've just shared with you in the last 15-20 minutes is not so much a sermon unpacking all the biblical principles about hearing God and recognizing His voice as much as it is just the sharing from what I'm learning about walking with Jesus and have learned this week. Because I really had to draw on every single one of those things in these last seven days. I had to kind of go, okay, God, you've been nudging me and nudging me for a while now about a few things. Where there were too many voices and I couldn't work out what he was saying, I had to lean on my familiarity with, it, with what his voices sounded like in, in previous times. I had to go to a mentor and say, Hey, I'm, I'm just a bit stuck here. There's lots of voices. I don't, know, I don't know if I quite understand which is God. Can you help me? And then even with my mentor, I had to be still, to be quiet, and finally let that whisper be heard. But even then, after those I drew all those four things, what I began to hear God say more clearly about a few things, about some priorities I needed to realign, about some choices I needed to make, just some simple things God wanted me to do. They weren't what I wanted, if I'm honest. But recognizing his voice, see, that's only the start, the start of the process. The next step is when we say yes. It's not always comfortable. It's not always easy. It's not always what we want. But when we say yes, a shift takes place. And that shift leads to joy. Jesus said, If you keep my commandments, you will remain in my love, just as I have kept my Father's commandments and commands and remain in his love. I have told you this so that my joy may be in you and that your joy may be complete. And I believe these two verses may well sum up the Christian life as well as any passage in the Bible. To hear him. And to obey him is to experience his love and his joy. It's actually what a disciple of Jesus is. So is that you? Are you remaining in his love? Do you have overflowing joy? I want to close today with something we do from time to time at the Billabong. um, And that is just to allow some space some silence to let God speak. But I feel like today is different. Um, you'll notice I've not really even touched on the fact that God speaks primarily through his word, the Bible. Those of you who know me, though, know I believe this. It's if, if what we think God's saying contradicts his word, it is not God. To know God's voice, we must know his word. But in this season... I see God opening people's hearts all over the place to the deeply personal voice of the Holy Spirit. Yes, he speaks through the Scriptures. Yes, he speaks always in alignment with the Scriptures, but he also speaks his rhema words so personally to us in whispers. And I believe God's opening your heart, he's opening my heart, he's opening our hearts this morning to his voice in the everyday and I believe he wants to speak to you and I right now in the quiet, in the silence, in the stillness, just you and him. And if you'll respond with whatever he says to you with one simple response yes, then there's much joy on the other side. So let's pray. Father, thank you that you are loving Heavenly Father and the Good Shepherd want to speak to us that you are speaking to us and that you're giving us ears to hear you as we spend these next few minutes just stopping and quietening our mind tuning into you help us to recognize your voice and to be obedient to what you're saying